0: Welcome everyone, welcome for those who just joined us online at Clinton Baptist Church. And today we will be, we find ourselves in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, um, we in 11, verse 11 through 17, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11 through 17, as we continue on our theme for this year, growing in unity, um, growing in unity, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11 it says, for it has been declared to me, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11, for it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are, there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you say, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Cephas, I mean Crispus and Gainus, unless anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the house of Stephanus, besides I did not or I do not know whether I baptized any other. For Christ did not come, I mean, Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom or words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. As we continue with our theme, Growing in Unity, I want to speak to you from the topic uh, or uh, this heading, Paul addressing the contention amongst believers. Paul addresses the contention amongst believers. We are living in a time where there's a lot of division. As I said last week, we have division in our government. We have division in our home. We have divisions in our, at our works, at our job. We have division, division in businesses. We have divisions amongst siblings. We have divisions all over the place. But here Paul is addressing the contention that is causing some divisions in the house of God. A book that I read called The Basis of Christian Unity by Lloyd-Jones says, that Christian church is designed by God to be one. And that it is a tragedy to witness the body of Christ divided. Then uh, uh, I read an article about a hundreds of uh, articles that said hundreds of churches split every year because of division amongst the believers. And if we are called as the body of Christ to be one, we are called to lead the nation, lead the world, lead the country, lead your community, lead your home and being unified. How can we be leaders of being unified if we divide? And here in this church, we, we, we see there's a problem of division in the church. We see that there's a huge problem in this division. And what Paul does, Paul's addressed this contention that is going on amongst believers. And, and, and what we see here in verse number eleven is Paul addresses the complaints that were come, that were brought to him. Look in verse eleven. Verse eleven. He addressed the complaints that was brought to him. He said, "For I, for it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by the those of Chloe household, that there are some contentions among you." Paul says, I, I, he comes to the believers and he gathered them together and he said, hey, I got to address this issue. Paul addresses the issue head on. Paul does not back out of the issue. Paul does not be passive around the issue. He, he stands up as the pastor of the church and he addressed the issue of division. He addressed this contention. He says, hey, I got to come to you and I'm coming to you because I heard some things from Chloe House." He said some 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 trouble came to me. Some 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 information came to me and was declared to me about the trouble that you all are having in the church. Now, 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 now some people say Chloe House got some snitches in it. Some people say that that the Chloe House that they, they 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 rats over there. I mean they they uh, loose lip sink ship. They all they doing is snitching over there. They go they go tell Paul, they go tell Paul, uh, Paul, Paul, they got some issues at the church. But I, I like what Paul do as a leader. Watch this. I like what Paul do. As a leader, Paul addresses the issue. He go and he addresses the concern, I mean, the, the complaint that, that, that came to him from the people in Chloe House. He, he, he doesn't let this, this issue ling on. He, he doesn't let it, let it keep going and, and, and think it will, it will go away. He doesn't let the fire just burn and burn and burn to it burn out and burn things up. No, he go and addresses this issue. But also I like here when he goes to address this issue, that the people in Chloe House, watch this, the people in Chloe House did not get what the contention that was going on. See, usually what happened when there's some contention, we have people that foster that. We have people that that get involved and, and make it bigger and just grow with it and start rumors and things like, you know how it is. You know some people that get in stuff, That make things bigger than what it is and and, and make it grow and and foster out of control. I like the people in Chloe House because they didn't get involved with it. They, 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 They said, you know what? This can cause some problems. So let me go tell Paul. We're not only speaking about the church. We're speaking about your own personal lives. We're speaking about those friends that you have that you tell all your secrets to about your marriage. And instead of Getting, to, getting you to the right people to help you in a marriage, they, they causing problems in your marriage. We're talking about the relationships, the people that are always sharing rumors and, and, and discord about, about people and, and fostering and, and, and keeping the fire going instead of getting to deal with in a time of situation. And Paul went to address this complaint. From the people of Chloe House, he went to address this complaint. I like this because as a pastor, as a young pastor, I'm learning because there's a lot of complaints in the church. There's a lot of things that that come up. So I'm learning, too, how to address complaints. Some complaints got to come to the pastor. Some complaints got to be addressed by the pastor. And these people come and say, Pastor Paul, we got a problem. We got a problem. Paul addresses this. Watch this. But I like this. Not only do Paul addresses this, but Paul also reveal what was the problem that what that was causing division. Look what he said. This is in verses number 12 through 16. Look what he said. Here's the problem. Paul addresses the complaint that come to him. And now he reveals the problem in verse 12 through 16. Look what he said. He said, now I say to each one of you, says that I am of Paul and I am of Apollos and I am of Cephas and I am of Christ. What he said, here's the problem. Here's one of the problems is that the people in the church, the saints in the church was lifting up different leaders. So they had these four leaders in the church. They had Apollos, they had Paul, they had Cephas, who was also Peter, and they had Jesus. So what they was doing was they think that these people, these these believers in the church had started or formed a clique around each leader. They, they, they started a clique around each leader to support each leader. Watch this. So when, when when Pastor Paul was preaching, his clique would say, preach on, Pastor Paul. Go ahead, Paul. You Tell them how it is. And then when Cephas would preach, who was Peter, they say, Peter, preach on. Because Peter had his own crowd. And then also Apollos had his crowd as well. So what had happened was they, they fostered these, these cliques together to, to lift up different leaders in the same church. In the same church, and you know we do it too. We do it too. I remember as a young preacher uh, preaching in Kettering Baptist Church, and when you get up there, and some people who are here from Kettering, you know, and you you preach, when you get up there, you look right at the door, like at the front door right there, uh, like we have here, and it will be people, when when you get up there, they come in church late, and they they see that the pastor ain't preaching, they come in and turn right back around. Don't laugh, because some of y'all do that now. If I ain't preaching, y'all calling me, when you going to preach again? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be real. He says, look, I'm standing up there. I'm learning how to preach. Yeah, I can't put my words together yet. Yeah, I may, I may have been stumbling and bumbling, but I'm learning. And they will come in and walk right out. So it got so bad that Pastor Sterling, would, he, he, he stopped putting his name in the program when he preached. So people won't know if he preaching or not. And this is where we at as a church. This is where we at in the body of Christ. So it's like this, that that we have some people that elevate Pastor Reeves and we have some people that elevate Pastor Tucker and some people that elevate me and we all in the same church. We all are men of God. We all preaching the truth and the doctrines of Jesus Christ. We all preaching the gospel and we in here lifting up people and they were in the church of Korea, lifting up leaders to fight against each other and keep in mind the leaders wasn't on board with this. Paul and Apollos and Cephas and them, they ain't care about they was They was just doing ministry. And the crazy thing, they had these four groups that they were lifting up in these cliques. So we see they had one as Paul. They had one as Pilots, Apollos. They had one as Cephas, who was Peter. And then they said Jesus. So we would say, watch this. We would say, well, wow, they, they lifted up Jesus. Wow, those must have been the spiritual ones who said, Jesus is my God. Jesus, you know how we got those real spiritual ones. Jesus is the one I'm following. But here's the problem. They were worse than the other group because they were putting Jesus on the same level as mere men. Oh, my God. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. They were acting like Jesus was on their level, so they were lifting Jesus up only on the level of humanity and not the level of deity. We cannot say Jesus is the one we follow when it comes to Pastor Pew, because I'm nothing to Jesus. We can't say Jesus is the one I'm following when you got him in the same sentence with Pastor Reeve, because he's nothing to Jesus. You can't say Jesus is the one I'm following when you come to the same sentence of Pastor Tucker, because we nothing like Jesus. We can't Compare to him, we can't hold his sandal. We can't preach like he preached. We can't teach like he did. A matter of fact, we ain't nothing. We can't dangle on his same stand. He way, 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 way over there, and we way, 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 way back there. So these people were lifting Jesus up like he was a mere man in the church. And this was causing division. This was causing the church to break up. Now, I don't know about you, who would want to come into a setting that's divided? I, I mean, I, I don't want to come in there. I feel uncomfortable. Y'all ever been in some settings and you know something ain't right? you looking at your wife like, what, 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 what? My, wife, my wife took me to a party one day. I said, well, what would you bring me to, baby? <laughs> like, uh, I feel like uh, these, these your folks. You know, these people. <laughs> like, I, I'm, de- I'm just on your arm um, today, baby. I don't know these people. I know church people. <laughs> you know how it is. You in that situation. Now, nah, I'm joking, my boy, boy, don't give me kill Okay, I'm sorry to talk about your friends. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she got good friends now. She got good friends now. Nah, but you, you know what it is. So, you know, you in this division. And this is, this is causing confusion in the house of God because they esteeming men and they gravitating to men in these cliques. So this was one of the reasons that was causing the contention. And this word contention actually means strife. It means that they almost got into a rumble in the church over who was the best preacher or who was the best teacher of these men who was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this was an issue. This is this is the, he reveals to us the problem that was going on, but it goes deeper than that. Watch this. Because in verse number 13, he says, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? He says, y'all got this thing messed up. He says, "What well, is Christ divided? If Christ is our God, if we is in Christ, he's never divided. He's always stable. He's always in united with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's no division amongst them. The Trinity stands as one. He says, "Is Christ divided. And then he says, are you baptized in my name? If you are, who are me? Who is me? You ain't baptized in my name. I didn't, die. What, what, what before I said, let me make a lame turn. I did not die for you. I don't have a heaven to put you in. I don't have the grace to give you. Matter of fact, I don't even like y'all that much. I don't even have the grace to extend to you where I will lay down my life for you. Paul says, You you got it twisted. You got it messed up. And this is what we have in our own personal relationships, in our marriages. In our relationship with our brothers and sisters and cousins and family, we have this division in because we have lost focus on the priority. And Paul says, look, Paul says, I'm, I'm the one who died for you. Were you baptized in my name or were you baptized in the Father, Son, or the Holy Spirit? Or were you baptized in the name of Jesus? Because both of them are the same. He says, look. He says, were well, you baptizing it? He said, he revealed the problem. But here was the initiative. Here was the, the, the cause of the problem. Okay, he revealed the problem. The problem was they were was, they was, they was holding these men up as, as being the greatest in the church. And they had these cliques fighting against each other, just rooting for just one person who they like. But here, that's all where it stemmed from. Look what he says. Here's where it all stemmed from. He says in verse number 13, Uh, As he said, am I divided? He says, I thank God that I baptized none of you. Paul, this tension started over baptism. This tension started, this contention, this strife, this division started off of baptism. See, because those was baptized by Cephas said, oh, I'm of Cephas. And those who were baptized of Paul said, I'm a Paul. And those who were baptized of Apollos said, I'm a Paul. So you see, all this started over baptism. They they, they got all twisted and out of shape and divided over who baptized to. Like that person who baptized you had the power to save you. And all this was over So Paul come and he says, hey, I'm glad I ain't baptized none of y'all. So Paul here going to show his old age. Boy, he's going to show his age. because he going to say, hey, I'm glad I ain't baptized none of y'all. And then he said, oh, yeah, I did baptize. Uh, he said, I baptized Gainus, and I, and I baptized Christmas. And he said, but I ain't baptized nobody else. And then he comes right here in the text, and he come back, and said, oh, yeah, I did baptize the house of Stephan's. So he says, he says, look, that I, I did baptize some people, but, 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 but this should not be over baptism. We should not be divided over baptism. This is so petty and this is so silly. And the same thing that happens in our relationship. We divide over silly stuff. We get divorced over silly stuff. Now, there is some major stuff, but over silly stuff. I remember when we was young, my wife and I, we were still young, but I remember when we was young in marriage, me and my wife had an argument over peas, you know, the little peas, little green peas. And come on now, we ready to break up because she won't eat peas. And I'm trying to tell her if we're going to get our kids to eat peas, she got to eat peas. And we had a serious argument over some peas. I mean, just silly stuff. Come on, I know I ain't the only one in here. Y'all, y'all, just just think back about the silly arguments you all had in your family, the silly contention that you had. And you think about it, you say, what what in the world are we arguing for? I forgot what that is. Division. Division over over baptism. Silly stuff. And that's what we see in the church. Division over silly stuff. You got churches dividing because they can't find the color they want to put in the sanctuary uh, on the road. You got them arguing over the rug color that they're gonna put in the sanctuary. You got them arguing about the furniture that's gonna go in the classroom. And people over silly stuff, and even in your personal life. We arguing over silly stuff, over which way the toilet papers turn, over what kind of soap you're gonna use, dove or ivory or game. Oh, silly stuff. And it's causing division. And we as the body of the Christ can't get caught up in the silly stuff. And Paul reveals to us the cause of the, of the um, division. And he says there is the cause. They, they they arguing over baptism. But I like what Paul do because in verse 17, what Paul do, Paul comes back here in verse 17 and Paul redirects, watch this, their focus so what is priority? Look what he do. Paul says, hey, this is silly. This is silly, come on, get it together. You're supposed to be one body. You're supposed to be brothers and sisters in Christ. And division destroys churches. It destroys home. It destroys communities. It destroys bank accounts. It destroys businesses. It destroys colleges and schools and teams. He said, division destroys things and you have lost your focus. He says we hear arguing over silly matters, but Paul their focus. Look what he says in verse 17, and I'm done. Look what he says. He said, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. He says, you sitting up here arguing about baptism. You sitting up here arguing about a sacrament that really don't have no preface at all. Not that baptism is not good. But he says, you sitting here arguing about silly baptism but Paul, God did not call me to preach on baptism. God did not appoint me or anoint me to teach about baptism. God appointed me to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says in the church, we need to be focused on that. That the gospel of Jesus Christ go out. That the gospel of Jesus Christ be preach. I know some of you say, well, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? I'm glad you asked. It's the death Burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ is that Jesus Christ came to Earth and dwelt for thirty-three years without sin, and that He was beat all night for your sins and my sins, that He was paraded down the streets of Jerusalem as He was mocked and spit on, and placed the crown of thorns on His head, and He was nailed and stretched wide on the cross at Golgotha Hill, and He did it all for you. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I'm so glad that the gospel didn't stop there because there's a little more that said that he was buried in a borrowed tomb and in that borrowed tomb it said he stayed on three days he stayed on Thursday he stayed on Friday and he stayed on Saturday and he rose early in the morning on Sunday with all power in his hand the resurrection of Jesus Christ is important because he rose we will rise because he had life we have life and he says I came to preach the death burial and the resurrection of jesus christ but he not only rose from the dead with all power in the hand he sits on the right hand of the father meaning that he has all authority put in his hand that he is the true and living god he said i came to preach that not baptism says you gotta re-rethink our focus We got to redirect our focus. The church ain't about all this other stuff. The church is about preaching. Jesus Christ, the church is not a hub for gossip, not a hub for turmoil, not a hub for division. It's a hub for unity. And as long as we preaching and teaching and sharing the gospel and we focus on that, we ain't got time for no other stuff. We ain't got time for no other stuff. We trying to save souls. We're trying to get people vaccinated. We're trying to get people COVID. We're trying to meet people where they are. This here is a holistic ministry. We're trying to get people mentally and physically and spiritually saved. And I know you can't get saved physically and mentally, but what I'm saying is we're trying to get them delivered so we now can share the gospel with them like Jesus Christ did, that is scripture, that Jesus Christ did, that they may come to a saving knowledge of him. We got to stay focused, church. If we're going to be a church of unity, we got to stay focused on preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we stay on that, we ain't got time to get all up in that silly stuff. Somebody come to you with some stuff, man. Look, where the gospel at? Oh, the gospel at? Oh, man, I don't want to hear. How are we going to get out here and get it? How are we going to get out here and give people lives change? How are we going to breathe a light into our community? How are we going to get our children saved? How are we going to get our young people saved? How are we going to get our old people saved? How are we going to get out here and give people the plan of salvation? If we stay focused on what the goal is and the mission and appointment and assignment that God has for the church, we ain't got time for the silly stuff. We ain't got time for it. I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy because we got so many people that's, going to, that's dying and going to hell. We got so many families that's been destroyed. We got so many people that don't have food to eat. We got so many people that don't have transportation, that have cancer and other illness and don't have the means to get to their doctor's appointment. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, boom. I'm thinking, man, just buy a bunch of vans and we're going to get people to their doctor's appointment. I'm thinking about getting the gospel into the community. We ain't got time to be arguing about no baptism. Salvation. Don't come through baptism. Come by your faith in Jesus Christ. And I don't care. Yeah, you may not like that I'm a mean preacher. That's what our friend said. I ain't going to say his name, but he's sitting right there. I ain't going to say his name. My best friend sitting right there, he always said, you're a mean preacher. You may not like me as a mean preacher. And you might not like Tucker as a a soft preacher. And you might not like Pastor Reese as an older preacher. But guess what? One thing I'm going to assure you that the gospel of Christ is going to be preached. It ain't going to be no heresy up here. It's going to be the truth. So don't get caught up on styles. Keep focused. It's the gospel going forward. Because this is what we call to do. Amen? Paul addresses the church because the vision tears things down. And I don't know about you, but today, as you stand on your feet, as those who are watching online, maybe you're in a place where you are experiencing division, you're not unified in your house. You're not unified in your house your house is in disorder because y'all not unified maybe you have a business and you and your business partner partner not unified maybe you are on a team and you're not unified with that team you just you just y'all just don't have no unity. and i want to use the word coherence is that right but co- y'all don't know either. okay good co- cohesiveness thank you lena park lena parker just graduated thank you baby look cohesiveness thank you babe look so cohesiveness. Look. Maybe you don't have no cohesiveness in your, in, your, in your life, in your walk. And today, I just want to lift you up. I ain't going to ask you to come up front, but just raise your hand if you want me to pray for you for unity. No matter where you're at, maybe, it may be on your job, it may be in your marriage, it may be in your finances. It just may be unity with you. You may be struggling with being unified with yourself. Father God, I just stop, Lord God. This just so much division amongst us, Lord God. And you called us, Lord God, to be one body in you. And Lord God, we come to you today. Lord God, I ask him for you to forgive us for our sin. If we contribute to being divided, Lord God, forgive us. Make it plain to us, Lord God, make it plain to us of the issue that we have so we can correct the situation, Lord God. And we all stand with our hand up, Lord God, asking that you move in our lives, move in our businesses, move in our marriage, move in our relationships, move in our finances. Move at our employment, move at our job, move in our schools, move in our team, Lord God, move in every aspect of our life that we are experiencing division. And even, Lord God, if it's in our church, we ask that you move it. Lord God, because we can't get nothing done if we divide it. But through you, we can get everything done if we unify So help us, Lord God, that we don't foster. And we don't encourage division. But Lord God, we encourage unity. And I thank you for this word, Lord God, to help me as a young pastor. Lord God, and let me not only just preach it, but let me be a hearer and a doer of it. Let me follow it, Lord God. Because I stand up here with some broken issues too. Lord God, and I need you. To guide me and lead me, Lord God. I need you in my family. I need you in our ministry. I need you as a father. I need you as a friend. I need you, Lord God, as a man. I need you as a brother, Lord God. I need you as a community leader. I need you, Lord God, to help me to increase unity and not division. Because, Lord God, if the world is going to change, the church has to lead. So we bless you and we thank you, Lord God, for all those who are online and all those in person who have raised their hand, Lord God, to you, touch the division that have become unified. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you are doing and all you're going to do. And we're going to celebrate you right now because we, we celebrate in anticipation of what you're going to and what you already done because you already did it, Lord God, is already done. It's already done, Lord God. You have given us the faith and the wisdom to believe in you, that you can do all things exceedingly abundantly of what we can ask or think. For your grace is sufficient and your power is overwhelming. So we thank you. So we walk out new. We walk out different, Lord God. We walk out in unity and not in division. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a of place. <laughs>